welcome to Discover the Truth by Garrett Metal Detectors. I'm Tyler Kern, and I'm excited to welcome Adventure Archaeology on the program today. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first got into detecting. Well, it all started probably around 10 years ago. Me and my wife got married, and she got super excited because KG and Ringy had a show that was out. And truthfully, I'm a second-generation treasure hunter. So my dad's been metal detecting and model digging since the early 1980s, and he actually still has his original 1982 Garrett machine that he swears by. But that being said, me being second, second generation, I've been raised around it. And I told my wife, I said, well, you know, we could do that. We could go out and hunt for old coins and rings and jewelry and all that kind of fun stuff. And she said, really? And I said, yeah. So we went out, borrowed one of my dad's machines and took it out. And she found her first set of coins. And from there, she was hooked. And after she was hooked, she kind of got me more interested in it because I kind of passed it off. Growing up around it, I kind of really just thought my dad was a little bit crazy to be honest <laughs> he was always finding old stuff and bringing it home and i grew up with bottles and coins and stuff all on the shelves and i had no idea that some of that stuff was worth a ton of money so it was pretty cool not everything's about value i soon learned that the history behind it was just as cool as the monetary value of each item so as i did research on items i just kind of got deeper and deeper into it and that's how i wound up doing youtube was because I wanted to share all the history that I was learning with everybody else and let everybody know that it doesn't take a great adventure to go out and be able to find treasure. Sometimes it's in your own backyard. So that's how I got started. What's the most exciting and rewarding aspect of metal detecting for you? The most exciting thing about metal detecting to me is really the fact that you really truthfully never know what you're going to find. We don't know what the past held in every location, regardless of the amount of research you do. So just because you're in a Civil War area doesn't mean that you won't find something that's colonial. Or say that you're on an old sidewalk curb, curb strip, you don't. that does not mean that you won't unearth something from the Civil War or vice versa. So just not knowing what's there and what you're going to pull out of the ground is probably the most exciting thing. I will say probably the most rewarding thing about the hobby in general, though, is meeting people all across the nation and all across the world that share in the same interests that I do. So that really just makes it such a tight-knit community of people that you really kind of get to know each other and you build a lot of friendships. So that's definitely the most rewarding thing for me. What's your process when you set out to search for the amazing things you find? Tell us a little bit more about that. I personally am a big fan of Sanborn fire insurance maps. And the reason for that is, is they've been used since the mid 1850s and they really did a great job of mapping larger towns throughout the nation. And when they mapped those towns, they were so detailed. What they would do is they would actually show not only the houses, the schools, the churches, all that kind of stuff, the businesses, they would show where the outhouses were, they would show where the carriage stables were, they would show all of that kind of stuff. And it really gives you a detailed map. From there, it's about taking that map because of it being 100 years old or 150 years old and overlaying it on top of what I usually do is Google Maps. That way you can see if the roads have moved, if the houses have changed. And then from there, it's a matter of just getting a permission. And once you score that permission, you pretty much know that there's going to be good stuff there because that map tells you exactly where to look. So that's usually my process. You seem to have a knack for archaeology and searching rivers. Why is that? Tell us a little bit more about that. Now, I will say that I am an amateur urban archaeologist. And the reason I say amateur is because I actually do not have a degree in archaeology. But if you look up the definition of archaeology, it's just the study of human history. So anybody that loves history and goes out metal detects or searches for antique bottles or, or treasure of any kind, really, that's what we're doing. We're studying history. Once we find an item, it's not about the monetary value as much as it is the history behind the item. And therefore, as we study it, we learn more and more about it. 
Now, as far as me searching in rivers and creeks and different waterways, I found that they were a very good outlet for towns in the sense of a lot of people congregated there, whether they were baptizing people from the town or it was just a swimming hole for people that were there during the summer, or even sadly, in some cases, it was used as a town dump. And in that situation is that's where I find a lot of my antique bottles. So those areas are just some of the high spots for me to go to and check and find some really good items that people don't usually get to. Also, it's an area that a lot of people 20 or 30 years ago when waterproof detectors were not around, it's a good area to go hit because now we have the technology to actually get in there and find that stuff. So I just really love the rivers. What can I say? <laughs> What's the most valuable thing that you've ever found? And do most things that you find have value? Aside from gold rings, probably one of the most valuable things I've ever found is actually this bottle right here. This is a Pratt City Bottling Works bottle from the turn of the century. It's probably about 1901 or 1902. And this is one of about three examples known. So that means there's only three other of these bottles that exist. And this may be the only one that is complete and intact and in fantastic condition. I dug it about 12 foot deep. Now I've had multiple offers from collectors in the state of Alabama try to buy this bottle from me. The highest offer is around $600. So not bad for a single bottle. So most of the items that I do go after obviously do have monetary value because they are collector's items. It's not because I go after the stuff that's the most expensive. It's just because sometimes you run across it while you're out and about treasure hunting. But this is one of my favorites and I won't sell it. It stays in my collection. I love it. We'll wrap things up here with this question. What's the one thing that you love sharing with people about metal detecting? The thing that I probably like to share the most is the thrill of the hunt in general. Not knowing what you're going to find, the people that you're out and about with, as well as the areas that you're out searching, all combined makes for an epic adventure every time you go out. Whether you're hunting for clad coins in a park, or you're out in an old abandoned colonial site, or a Civil War battlefield, you never know what you're going to find. But every time, one thing's guaranteed, you're going to have a blast while you're doing it. Thanks so much to Adventure Archaeology for joining us here on Discover the Truth by Garrett Metal Detectors. We'll be back soon with more episodes, but until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me on. It was a great show. I enjoyed answering y'all's questions. Be sure to check me out on Adventure Archaeology on YouTube as well as on Facebook. We'll see you guys in the next adventure.